0: You are now listening to the Look Cinema Podcast with Zach and Zoe. Thank you for joining us as we talk about the movies of yesteryear. You can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter by searching for Look Cinema. Check our show notes for more info. And now, let's get it in. Hi, my name is Zachary. And this is Alonzo. And welcome back to the Look Cinema Podcast with Zach and Zoe. Fam, I'm really glad you joined us today. This is episode five. We made it to episode five.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, of course you're happy.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, I have a secret goal. I I didn't tell you about these goals. Uh, The first goal is to get to episode eight. Do you know why I want to get to episode eight?
1: Pretty sure there's a specific movie you want me
0: to see. No, no, that's not it. The reason I want to get to episode eight is because statistically speaking, most podcasts fail at episode seven. That means that people get to episode seven and they just kind of, kind of stop broadcasting. And it, it might be because a lot of broadcasts, I mean, a lot of podcasts are limited series anyway, but on the other hand, it could be because they just did was like, man, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> so the yeah, first uh-huh. goal is to get to episode eight. So I was like, yeah, I did it. I beat the average, uh, or we beat the average. And, uh, the second goal is to get to uh, episode thirty, just just to do that consistency, consistency, and that'll take us well in the twenty twenty one. No. Yeah, yeah, no. That, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Hey, twenty twenty is
1: already bad enough. No,
0: no, actually, twenty twenty one is gonna be great. We're gonna have a vaccine.
1: First of all, I'm not. I have no hopes for twenty twenty one. If I gave up on twenty nineteen and I gave automatic gave up on twenty twenty <laughs> when it cha- became twenty twenty, I'm already giving up on twenty twenty one.
0: No, that the 2021 we're gonna have a new president a new vaccine is coming out probably by the summer of 2021 you get uh that you know i think they said like maybe 10 million people who have gotten vaccinated but it'll be it'll it'll be slowly moving through the ranks and it, it would uh i know uh it, it'll just be out there and um and and that'll be great we'll finally i think by the end of 2021 We'll be able to take off our masks. Uh, we'll probably start going back into movies in, in, uh, by the summertime. Another thing that's great about 2021, the Marvel movies coming back. Do you know, this is like the first year since way back between Thor and Iron Man. I think there was a year where there was no Marvel movies between Thor and Iron Man or something like that. Uh, and But ever since then... Ever since like I guess Thor came out, there's been a steady flow of Marvel movies dependably coming out every single year. And 2021 was the first year where there was Nathan from Marvel. Nathan, not even a TV show. The uh, Scarlet Witch. What's it called? The uh, Scarlet with the Vision and Scarlet, Scarlet 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 Vision. Isn't that what it's called? I'm pretty
1: sure that's what it's called.
0: Scarlet Vision was supposed to come out this year. It was supposed to come out like. I think in the summertime or something like that, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was definitely supposed to be out this year. Nope, none of that happened. But it seems like uh, we're going to get Scarlet. I'm sure there's Scar- Scarlet Vision. We're going to get Scarlet Vision in 2021, I think spring 2021, and sometime around that time. We're going to get the uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I think around the summertime we're supposed to get um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So yeah, I think that 2021 is going to be on the lookup and it's like, it's going to kind of end with the bang because Wonder Woman 1984 is going to come out this Christmas on HBO Max.
1: Yeah, that's on HBO Max. That's not in theaters. Uh, yeah, they're good. They don't no, know. Actually, money. No,
0: actually, it's going to be in theaters and HBO Max.
1: Well, it looks like theaters are not going to get that money at the moment. Yeah, yeah. All that's going to go to HBO Max.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully the theaters can hold on and survive until uh it's available but you know we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but it, i'm just saying i'm, I'm real op- optimistic about 2021 and uh because you know the reason we that uh, i convinced you to do this podcast <laughs> was because uh you know when you're in a situation like this you know families can grow apart and i wanted us to bond as
1: we must already bonded, as every time you come home to cook
0: yeah, yeah, that's and I like, had to
1: clean up your own mess.
0: Yeah, that's a bonded moment. Yeah, like, like, this we didn't have to do this.
1: This was a step too far. That's and you didn't always
0: line. you didn't always clean up after me when I washed uh, when I cooked because I cooked and and it was good stuff and and you enjoyed it so uh, and I cleaned up most of my dishes, today, but every once in a while I let you do it because I'd be tired after cooking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but see, uh, but this is also awesome bonding because you know we're talking to each other, we're watching the same movies, we're talking. It's good. It's a good deal, and that's and that's why I convince you to do this with me. Yeah, sure, convince. As I say in quotation marks, <laughs> right. So, um, won't you let them know where they can find us?
1: The show can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Snitcher, Pandora or almost anywhere you listen to the podcast. You can even listen to the Backlook Cinema podcast on Google, and you'll find us.
0: Yes, backlookcinema.com. Also, it's Stitcher, Stitcher. not Stitcher. Snitcher. Stitcher, <laughs> Stitcher, yeah. You can uh, reach us at backlookcinema.com, where you can leave us uh, feedback directly there on that website. You can check us out on, a, you can check out our social media profiles also on our website, on a Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So if you go to BacklookCinema.com, you can just click on a, like a Twitter icon or the Instagram icon and that will send you directly to our social media accounts. And um, also...
1: Yeah, please, if you like our show, then rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts or the various other podcast apps that you might be using to listen to us.
0: Yes, that's very important. We would really appreciate that. And also, uh, we got a new sponsor. We got a new sponsor from uh, Nuka Cola. Nuka Cola is our new sponsor. They have 120% of the daily allowance of sugar. And you know what? Your body needs sugar. You might as well, the more sugar you have, the better your body function. I have always believed. That's been my philosophy. And uh what kind of logic is that? I, you know what? The more, the merrier. You know, that's 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 what I've always believed. Yeah, and, and it might have it might be slightly radioactive, slightly a little bit of isotopes, a little bit of radioactivity, never hurt. Anybody, just have some Radaway right for you next
1: to you after you drink a couple. That's all I can say.
0: Well, you know,
1: they're not the same company, just trust me. Radaway right will help you. Radaway. Right yes,
0: you, uh, you know what. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh reducing the radio atti- radioactivity in my body, but Nuka Cola, Nuka Cola is just so dang good. It, it's it reminds me of. What is that? It, it reminds me of ginger beer, and I just love some ginger beer. That's that's some good stuff. No, ew, no. <laughs> ginger and beer should not belong together. Yeah, well, ginger beer is like root beer. It's not. It's not beer like alcohol. No,
1: I know, but that's what I'm saying. Shouldn't belong. No, oh, disgusting.
0: Yeah. It's it's delicious. It's absolutely. I just had some ginger beer. I'm gonna have to question your taste buds. <laughs> I just had some ginger beer the other day, and it was like. But this is like, uh, this is like. Uh, like, I don't know. It, it was like from Monster, so it was. It wasn't. It wasn't like a niche like um, homebrew ginger beer. This is more like a super commercially available ginger beer from Monster Energy drinks. But it was still good. It was still delicious. And and Nuka Cola reminds me of that homebrew soda. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Sure. That,
0: like the ones you get into Like you go into a small town. Uh huh. And you go into it, it's like, well, this is a brand of soda I never heard before. And they got this fancy old timey lab- labeling on the soda. And um yeah, that's what Newcombe Soda Newcomb soda reminds me of. Uh-huh. sure, sure, yeah, sure. So. Good luck that's, our that. new, that's our new uh-huh. that's new sponsor. That's a new sponsor. Uh we we've been sponsored by uh Spacious sorts for a long time so now now we got Nuka Cola. So uh we just finished watching the movie and that movie was Romancing the Stones. Romancing the stone. That is correct. So uh, this was uh, this was an interesting choice because uh, I remember watching this movie when I was younger. And it was way different than <laughs> what I remember. <laughs> I don't know
1: how, but you know, it says romancing in it. So off the bat, the plot of the movie is going to be obvious is what is inside of that movie. Romance.
0: Well, Something that
1: I don't really like because I'm just like Blair.
0: Right. Well, see here. Here's the thing. Uh, romancing the stone is actually uh is actually jargon. It's uh, a jeweler's jargon. It's what a jeweler might do. What is what jewelers do to prepare the stone for for sale. It's like so when they the final steps for preparing like a diamond uh to be set in a diamond diamond ring or whatever. Those final steps is called romancing the stone. So it's kind of a play on words. And uh and actually. It reminds me of uh, stuff like uh, Alan Quartermain or Tomb Raider or Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was, it was kind of that vibe of film. And I remember thinking of it like that when I first saw it a long time ago. Uh, uh, but now watching it again, it's like, wow, this, it's, it's actually a little bit slower than what we usually watch. It was too slow. <laughs> but... But we got through it. Oh, also, I sent you a text on your phone. Did you get it? Yeah,
1: I asked you what What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, and you now- was
0: like, "Oh, don't worry, we're talking about." It. I'm like, "Uh huh." Yeah, yeah, we will talk about it later. So, uh, and and now is that time. So, uh, Romancy the Stone is a a mousy romance novelist sets off for Columbia to ransom her kidnapped sister and find herself in the middle of a dangerous adventure hunting for a treasure. With a mercenary rogue. Why don't you read that text? Oh, my God.
1: Sees <laughs> a girl from the big city. He's a reckless soldier of fortune. For a, fa- a fabulous treasure, they share an adventure no one can imagine or survive. Or survive. First of all, no. It's like this is the <laughs> plot. Sees a yeah, famous novel writer who writes none but romance, by the way, and sees the best one at it by the way, everyone loves it and they always end up crying in tears. Yes. Every single time. And when I mean she's the best at it, it's because she has no one. So somehow her fantasies just clicks despite, you know, not living that life. So then she gets a phone call. She picks it up. No one answers. Hangs up. Next scene's like, oh yeah, there's a random guy hanging up the phone. I'm like, all right. Oh, you can tell where this is gonna be headed. Some type of nonsense going on. Then she gets a letter from one of her neighbors it's like, "Oh yeah, Melma couldn't give you this. here you go then when she drops off the letter, I mean not the letter but her her book that's you know she's publishing to a publisher, she's like, "Oh yeah, I got this letter. I don't know what it's for, but you know then she gets another call from uh from her sister whose husband was chopped up and went missing, who they could not find the body parts, yeah, mysteries, don't you love it?" he's like, "Oh, yeah, can you come here? Cause I'm pretty sure you got this envelope. Yeah, go ahead and come over here. I'm i uh, I'm in big trouble." She's so like, and, her, "And then you know, the author's like, what kind of trouble? It's like, oh, you know, just trouble. You have the letter. Come over to Columbia. Here's a number that you need to call and you know follow the instructions. Please come and get me. I don't know how many days they're gonna give you. Just come, come and get me, please. Hurry." Where
0: where were they at? They was where just. Was-
1: there was in Colombia somewhere in Colombia. Right, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's all let's all go to Colombia. So she goes, and also I'm not gonna mention that somehow the guy knows that she has to go to Colombia. I'm just like, how would you even know? Did you put a bug in the wall? Did you were, you were you still in the room? Like, how did you know? Since after you ransacked her room, you didn't find what you wanted to find. That you knew that she was going to Colombia. I don't know how you know, but whatever power you do that. So then the guy that ransacked her home tricked her to get on the wrong bus, which I'm like, wow, there's no one read here? Because I'm pretty sure you could look looked on top of the bus and be like, oh, look, that thing changed. It doesn't it says where well, I need to go. She so gets on the wrong bus, and they go all the way out, and I mean far out into the jungle. Next, you know, she's like, all right, I've been on this bus long enough. Let me talk to the driver who none of them speaks English. She so keeps forgetting that, and she's trying to talk to this man He's not paying attention to the road. He hits a truck with no driver. Everyone gets off the bus. Except, uh, yeah, they get off the bus. Everyone leaves to go somewhere else. The guy that told her to get on the bus was like, oh, don't follow them. There'll be another bus. Trust me. And after they're all gone, he basically tries to rob her. I like, right, hand me a purse. And It's like, wow,
0: that's that's just completely a giant wow. Yeah, that that was kind of weird. it seemed like he could have probably just... Did that at the bus stop, or, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. the <boy> stole <laughs> but, uh, <her> purse just <laughs> right out of her hands and then <laughs> ran away, right? Right, he could have did any of that. Uh, so this movie stars uh, Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito, Zach Norman, Alfonso Arru. Uh, there we go again, Arru Ado 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 adao something like that. Uh, Manuel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All
0: right, I see you're having trouble with pronouncing these names. Manuel Ojeda Holland Taylor. Uh so um I guess you remember uh I remember Kathleen Turner. She was in some recent movies, but I can't off the break off the top of my I don't remember what those movies were, but I do remember seeing Michael Douglas in some recent films. Don't you? Yes. But
1: it, right now I just can't remember because I'm tired as heck. And I'm about to sleep right now. He was in Ant-Man.
0: Oh, yeah. Remember, he was the original Ant-Man. He played, uh, he played the original Ant-Man. He didn't, he didn't wear the costume. He invented it. Te- he played Hank Penn, who invented te- the technology and was the original Ant-Man before they handed it off to, uh, what's his name, and uh, gave him the Ant-Man suit. And um, so he was in uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And um, he was in, I think, he was in uh, Infinity War, but I don't think he was in Endgame, unless he was in the funeral scene. I can't remember, but he was definitely in Infinity War. No, actually, no. I'm I'm confused. He wasn't Endgame because Endgame was when they had to go back in time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so they had to go to his office. Right. 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 So, um, and obviously he he's been a successful actor for a very long time. Uh. And he produces a lot of his own work. And uh, Danny DeVito, uh, he's, I think the most recent thing he did was uh, he went back to television to be in a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think that's what that's called.
1: Yeah, that's what it's called.
0: But the first show, the first time I remember seeing him, he was on a show, he was on a sitcom called Taxi. And I watched the crap out of that show. I watched... <laughs> Uh, he was he was a chip on it's like uh taxi had a lot of memorable memorable characters and a lot of the actors that was on that sitcom went on to uh do some great things um but the other actors you know i don't recognize uh I, i hadn't seen any of these actors again in in any capacity uh but except for the main stars so it was directed by uh robert zemeckis and uh he's been like steadily churning out films and uh this is one of his first films so he directed Flight uh I don't know if you remember Flight that's the one with uh Denzel Washington possibly don't remember it. so Flight was a trip because that that was a movie where uh Denzel Washington he was a pilot that he had a he had a drinking problem <laughs> like he would drink before he get on the plane he'd drink after he get on the plane he 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 liked to drink and, um, when, and one, of uh, he was flying a plane uh, in one of his flights, and um, he had to do some fancy flying. He he, tried, he flies at commercial airlines, so that's why drinking is a problem. You know, you don't want your commercial airline pilots drinking. But he had a mechanical problem on his plane. So he actually had to fly the plane upside down and then right side up, and then he had to crash land the plane. And uh, so none of it was his fault, but he happened to have been drinking, so he had to negotiate his life uh, after after that. Um, he also directed A Christmas Carol. Well, one of those Christmas Carol movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed Beowulf. Do you remember that one? No. A Beowulf is a computer animation with uh, the most notable actor I can remember is Angelina Jolie, but I think that guy from um, Spark. What's that when He said this is part of 300. I think the guy from 300 was in the movie, but I can't remember. But I just remember Angelina Jolie. It was computer animated. The the animation looked totally, totally like life because they looked like the actors that was voicing them. But it, it just, it was kind of boring. It kind of let me down. <laughs> he directed Castaway. You remember Castaway? No. Castaway was with uh, Tom Hanks. And he was talking to, he was on the deck. Oh, that one. Island. Yeah. yeah. And and his uh, soccer ball became his best friend. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Forrest Gump, and that's another Tom Hanks movie. And uh, that's when he played Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. <laughs> the things but, I have to deal with. But um, what you call it? Uh, he directed a lot of movies, out. so he's he's been a working director for a long time. Uh, this movie was written by uh, Diane Lane. Uh, and some sources it says that. She um, she also wrote Julia denial but in other sources they said this was her only writing credit. I'm not sure. But try to uh, well, I get I get more about get get to more about Diane Diane Thomas later. Uh, Did I say Diane Lane? I meant Diane Thomas, written by Diane Thomas. Uh, also uncredited were uh Lim Dobbs, Howard Franken, and Trevor Silverman. These are all uncredited co-screenwriters. Uh, it was how'd you like the music? It was decent. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Uh, and it's a familiar composer. Are you familiar with the name Alan Silvestri? Pretty sure we heard him in other movies. Then you should have, because he he's made music in over one hundred and thirty-five films and video games. <laughs> Dude's been busy. He's getting it in. Uh, he also made music for Avengers: Endgame, Avengers: Infinity War, basically all the Avengers. And Captain America, the first Avenger. So, uh, yeah, he's been busy. In, 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 and he did like music for some of their Predator video games. I'm like he's, he's been on his P's and Q's, as we old people like to say. Uh, it was produced by um, Michael Douglas. He's, he's basically the producer. Like I said, in most movies that you see Michael Douglas in, he's going to be producer. But he was also co-produced by Joe Douglas and Jack Brodsky. Um, yeah, I just think he... Looking out, uh, it was released by Twentieth Century Fox, and uh, let's get into some trivia, uh, uh, like such as uh, the studio executives were so sure that this film was gonna flop that Robert Zemeckis was preemptively fired from Cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> Cocoon was a, a a wildly popular um movie about old people. Feeling young again, and have something to do with aliens. So, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and then when they saw how the movie was successful, they're like, "Oh,
0: well, he was already. It's like they, they knew it was gonna flop. So, um, they 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 fired him from from Cocoon off the break. But it turned out to be such a success that Zemeckis was able to go and do his own project, which turned out to be Back to the Future.
1: <laughs> and all they can say is, "Well, we done
0: fucked up." Yeah, yeah, messed up bad. Uh let's see, uh some describe the film as um a ripoff of 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I
1: I don't see how there's completely, completely major differences. Yeah, there's
0: some major differences. And uh the the original screenplay had actually been written five year earlier, five years earlier than Raiders. Um this is uh, the only produced screen, uh, screenplay for writer Diane Thomas. She had been working as a waitress in Malibu when producer star Michael Douglas optioned her script for $250,000, allowing her to quit her job. Sadly, Thomas died in a car accident while working on a new movie project with Steven Spielberg. The following year, about seven weeks before the opening of this film sequel called The Jewel of the Nile, she was a passenger while her boyfriend was driving a Porsche that Douglas, Michael Douglas, the very same star of the movie, had bought her as a thank you, as a thank you gift. Julian and now, 1985, was dedicated in memory of Thomas. So that's kind of tragic. You know, yep. <laughs> you, you buy uh, a friend, you buy a car as a gift uh, for the movie they wrote and the boyfriend just... Somehow has an accent with it, uh, and that's pretty bad. Um, remember that dance scene in the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was almost totally in- improvised by Michael Douglas. <laughs> and, uh, and what happened was, I guess he and Diane Lane they decided to go out onto the dance floor and just kind of pretend like they were dancing, but they didn't know that uh, Robert Zemeckis decided to start filming him dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Just started filming them on the slide, so they, so the almost the entire scene was improvised. Um, they see this movie was successful. the The sequel was was good, but it wasn't didn't make nearly as well. I don't want to say nearly as much. It didn't make as much money as this as the first one. So, um, but they did start development on the movie. It was going to be called The Crimson Edge, and uh, it was going to be where. Jack and Joan, and I guess they had two kids, and they go to Thailand, and they get kidnapped and, I guess, have adventures in Thailand, but never got made. Didn't, didn't get around to making that one.
1: I'm pretty sure that movie didn't need a sequel. It just should have ended there. That's it. No sequel. No one after that. It's only one movie. <laughs> yeah. It didn't need a sequel. So the, th- so the fact they thought it needed a sequel means that they needed help. Well, they
0: already made a, a second sequel. They just ne- never made a third sequel. Well, it's a good thing. They never do it because, again,
1: what's not needed and no one acts toward.
0: <laughs> Literally no one. Uh, here's something interesting. Kathleen Turner once said of working with Robert Zemeckis, I remember terrible arguments with Zemeckis, romancing. He's a film school grad fascinated by cameras and effects. I never felt that he knew what I was having to do to adjust my acting to some of his damn cameras. Sometimes he puts you in ridiculous postures. I'd say, "This is not how. This is not helping me. This is not the way I like to work." Thank you. You mean like the waterfall scene
1: from the very first no, one with a must
0: light and whatever? No, that was probably done by what you call it, uh, a stunt, a stunt double. Say and some of those close-ups probably did on the soundstage or something like that. No, I think what she's talking about, like, if you're sitting there and you're talking in conversation, then they, he will put you in, like, weird positions just to talk at it. Like, when they're in a restaurant or something like that and they're doing the restaurant scene, and he will put you in weird angles to sit down and talk to somebody because he he had a special camera that he wanted to try out or something like that. So I think that's what she's talking about. Um, And our last bit of trivia... Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito were roommates during their time in New York, uh, New York City when they were starting out in show business. Additionally, DeVito notes that Douglas got his break first with the TV series *The Streets of San Francisco*, but continued to pay his share of the rent even after leaving the apartment in New York City for Hollywood. He would later ask producer offer the part of Ralph to DeVito, which DeVito admits was good exposure and helpful to his career. That's good. That's good. True friends are for... That's friendship. That's brotherhood. We need some more of that in this world.
1: We that's not that. that's not gonna really happen as much as you want it. Yeah, no, I know,
0: I know. Uh and that that all that trivia that was brought to you by IMDB. The main source of most of the info I get for this podcast. And we'll come back to you later after a message from nuka cola nuka cola it just tastes good friends there's a beverage coming over the horizons that's going to give you that sweet full body taste you've always wanted it's got that caffeine that'll put a pep in your step it's got that flavor that'll make your mouth go pop it's got that sweetness that'll make you forego all other refreshments That's right, folks, we're talking about Nuka-Cola that's being developed in our labs right now. Our focus groups have determined that Nuka-Cola is the greatest soft drink ever developed, and with an excessive amount of caffeine and 120% the recommended daily amount of sugar, Nuka-Cola is guaranteed to keep you awake for your late-night gaming sessions. This amazingly delicious and refreshing drink, whether served ice-cold, lukewarm, or hot out of the microwave, is perfect for those overnight drives from New York City to Denver, Colorado. Nuka-Cola will go perfectly with everything from medium steak and potatoes to cheesecake and popcorn. It's great for all occasions, from bar mitzvahs to funerals. It's yummy for all ages, from premature babies to your 101-year-old grandma. That's right, folks. Nuka-Cola, is on its way, and it's the greatest soft drink that you've ever tried. Nuka-Cola. It just tastes good, 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 good. Hold on. I need to ask you something. I forgot to ask you, what in the world have you been doing this past week? Wait, hold on. Before I get into that, I just remember that this podcast is being broadcast like two weeks after Thanksgiving, but we are recording it the day after Thanksgiving. So I know it's gauche to discuss Thanksgiving like two weeks after people already talking about Christmas already, but I got to get this off my chest because... On Thanksgiving, I had to cook everything. This is the first time I ever cooked a Thanksgiving meal. And it wasn't a big meal because it was just the three of us. We're trying to social distance. We're not trying to go and visit relatives. Under normal circumstances, this burden would belong to my mother or one of my aunts or one of my cousins. And they'd be cooking the turkey or whatever else people like to eat for Thanksgiving. And I would typically bling like... A pie. I I I'll uh I make I make a pie from scratch. Maybe make a couple of pies. Uh, one time I made some banana pudding. Um, um, I don't think I've ever made cakes yet. So it's basically just pies and and making pies from scratch. What you know that's that's hard enough if you ever done it. But um, making uh since I had to make everything, I didn't make anything from scratch. Uh, we had chicken instead of turkey because. We don't have a lot of room in the refrigerator. And as I said, it's just the three of us. There's no sense for getting a giant bird uh, in order to uh, for, th- for Thanksgiving if you don't have room or the people to consume it. And um, I considered getting a duck, but it, or the area where I live at, it was just too hard. So we had chicken and the chicken was made and such as that. All you had to do was put it in the oven and leave it in there for like two and a half hours and it was done. And I got some ham and I think the... I actually made uh ham glaze from scratch, but it wasn't that hard. Uh, also the sweet potato um, that was um also had to be it was sort of made by scratching. I got it out of a can okay I, I confess I got it out of a can i wasn't I wasn't gonna make uh I wasn't gonna boil the sweet potatoes. I couldn't find them any well. that's another story. Uh, I meant to find. Sweet potatoes, I was going to do it because really all you have to do is kind of boil them to soften them up. And then and then you make the sweet potato with the marshmallow and stuff, as people love, with the syrup and the marshmallow. So I'm looking. I go to Shopper's, which is our local grocery store. And uh, I'm looking for, I'm actually looking for uh, white potatoes. And I'm like, um, I want to do white potatoes in a bag. And I was also looking for sweet potatoes and I was looking for sweet potatoes and I was looking around and I couldn't figure it out. And I wanted to get the white potatoes in the bag and I couldn't figure out where that was either. But there was a bin of potatoes at the very front of the store. Like when you first walk in the door, there's a giant bin of potatoes. So I was like, well, these must be the white potatoes. I guess I'll try these. And, uh, you know, several days later, I go home. I start cutting up the potatoes because I was going to cut the potatoes and I was going to basically bake the potatoes um, in the bottom of the oven. And as it turns out, these were sweet potatoes. And uh, I could not tell the difference between sweet potatoes and white potatoes. These were sweet potatoes, but I had already bought sweet potatoes in a can. So I cooked the sweet potatoes as the same way I would have cooked the white potatoes. And I took the sweet potatoes in the can and I used that, well, what they call candy yam, and I used that to make the uh, the sweet potatoes with the marshmallow and the syrup. And um, that was our Thanksgiving adventure. Obviously I bought a bunch of vegetables and just threw some of them in the microwave or put some on the a, on a stove where, where it could simmer. That, that wouldn't have been... I wasn't going to go all out on the vegetables, I think I succeeded in that, on that front. So, what what'd you think of Thanksgiving dinner?
1: It was good, but you know how you can tell the difference between yams and potatoes, right?
0: How can you tell the difference?
1: Potatoes, the potatoes? are round. Yams are not. Okay, that's the major difference.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. That that's a fair, that's a fair assessment. I don't I don't know how how that happened. I'm trying to adjust this mic right now. It's going up and down. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Oh well.
1: The only anyways. thing I can guess is that you just never seen yams for real, or somehow you just forgot what potatoes look like, probably because you was tired.
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know how that happened. But you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? It was good. It was delicious. I put my foot in it, and uh, and I did it without a whole bunch of help. So, anyways, um, and today I finally washed the dishes from Thanksgiving. All the pots and plates and pans and whatnot. Also, another interesting story that I did not tell you. Um, you remember the plates that we that I got us? Yeah. So how you like those plates? Very nice. So I got uh, a set of white plates because uh, we've been steadily breaking our other plates. And it's gotten to the point where it's like we only have a, f- a few plates and bowls left. So I got an entirely new set of plates. And... Um, I went and got them at Target. It was kind of like on a whim. Like I was there to get something completely different. I so saw, I was like, you know what? We need some new plates. And it'd be great to have a new plate set on Thanksgiving. They're only $20. Let's go ahead and get these things. So I, I pick up the plates and they're quite heavy uh, in a box. And I take it and I ring myself out. And then, you know, and I had a couple other items too. And I'm on my way to the car. And on the way to the car, I hear this sounds there's a sound that it sounds something like sand like something like sand in the bottom of the box and my spider sense goes all the way off <laughs> and I'm in, at the same time I'm in total n- denial I'm, I have this cognizant dissonance so I'm thinking nah, maybe that's just the funny way it's packing but my spider sense is telling me these joints is broke, man. These joints is all the way broke. He said, you're going to open these up, and they're going to be cracked all the way. Cracked and cracking, and cracking, and cracking, and cracks. They're going to be broke, man. You better leave these alone. You better take them back to the store. And I'm like, nah, man. they not broke. It can't be broke. This is Target. They wouldn't let that happen to me. But when I got to the car, my spider says, man, you better check these. You better open this up and check these, please, man. You better check these and open them up. And sure enough, yeah, fourth place there. Crackety, crack, crack. And I sand, the sandy sound that I heard at the bottom, that was the uh, the, the dust. Because apparently it had been cracked for a long time. So as these plates had been moved and sh- shipped around, the, the places where it was broken, that would grind together, grind down to sand, and the sand would end up at the bottom of the box. So I had to carry this. I like to park at the end of the parking lot, so I had to carry this heavy box all the way back to Target uh and at the time I, I brought it back to target it was only one person ahead of me at the customer service line she was done real quickly brought mine up and you know, it was like had to do an extension. she's okay go get another box i went to get another box when i got back to customer service not only was there several people in line but there was a lady and she had you know you have a go-to the store and there's always sometimes i'm not going to say this always happens but sometimes You get this person, they they have a unique problem. And it it takes a special type of patience to deal with those people at customer service or in the checkout. Uh Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, she had some serious issues with her credit card and refunds. And it couldn't be like a simple, okay, get refunded and get out. She was like there for a while. And I was just sitting there waiting for a while. And then finally, I don't know, I think I was there for like 20 minutes. They they was able to somehow deal with her problem or pass it on to somebody who knew better about how to help her. And then I could finish my uh, exchange with the lady. And then I was out of there and uh I don't think I checked these plates. No, I did check. I checked these plates at the car and uh they turned out to be fine, so no, I didn't because you had to break you had to open up yeah, the I place. Yeah. So yeah, I I didn't. opened up the box. So I did I didn't check the place. I just took it on faith that I think what I did was that when I picked up the second box, I kind of shook them just so slightly. I didn't hear anything. So I figured these probably weren't broke. <laughs> so so that's that's what happened with the, that's that's the interesting story uh of going to Target and uh making Thanksgiving. So um then we ate and uh and I realized I can't eat like I used to. And I was like eating, I ate one plate and I was like, I was totally done. <laughs> I, was like, well, uh, I remember back when I was growing up, I could eat a, a couple of plates, but I just ate that one plate and I was totally done. So um, let me, so let's let's move on to our next segment, which is, well, actually this segment actually belongs at the beginning of the broadcast. but I totally forgot about it, making my notes. What you do with this past week?
1: I've oh, been playing Call of Duty, uh, Cold War lately. Yeah. Me and my friends played zombies. We got to round 30. I down, I got down a lot because every time I ran away, somehow something was blocking my path. And I had a horde of zombies taking me down. So and that, I kept telling my friends, don't pick me up. And you know what they did? They came and picked me up. And I was like, I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you with a lot of passion.
0: So when you said you got to 30, you mean level 30? or Round 30. 30. It's like there's oh, only round 30. 30 rounds. Oh, okay. So you died at round 30?
1: No, I died on almost every round. From (laughs) round 20 to up, I kept getting down because every time I ran away, there was always another horde.
0: Right, right.
1: Or something was like, if I try to run, something was blocking my path and I couldn't move. I was like, well, my gun is not powerful enough to headshot these zombies. Because the way Triarch trains up zombies was completely different. Right. Not only that, I had uh, Megatons, which is all the bosses. And every time you defeat one, they split into two. And I was like, yeah, I hate this so much.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't have that problem in the game that I'm playing right now. Of course so. you don't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, I'm still messing with the downloaded characters at uh, Mortal Kombat 11. So I played, uh, I think I played um, Rambo at Thanksgiving. He had they have special uh, towers for for the new characters. Uh, and they're designed to get you used to using a moveset. So today I played uh, Melina and Rain. And so they're both fun. Uh, Melina likes to eat people. She has a. Of course a, she does. She's part whatever Baraka yeah. is. Titaka? I think
1: that's his race. Yeah, whatever. She's part of him.
0: Yeah. And it's like in some introductions, she's eating somebody. I mean, furiously eating his guts. And then uh, she has a brutality where she eats her her opponent's entire head and then regurgitates it. Why? I mean. Oh, because that is from, I think, Mortal Kombat 2.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Uh,
1: Where she eats the entire body and then just spits out nothing but
0: bones of endless bones that don't match up. Yeah, but see, that's different. Like, she's spitting out, she, she eats the meat and spits out the bones, which is what a lot of. You know, nobody likes to eat bone. But she, in this particular version, she eats the entire head and spits everything out. Like, it's just goo. It's like, so presumably she dissolves the bone or she eats the bone too, but she she regurgitates everything out, not just the skull. It's like, I don't know. Maybe she didn't like the taste. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what's interesting about this new content is that um, I don't know if they bring the voice actors back to, re- to record new openings or if they do it all ahead of time, but you get to hear uh, new openings. Like they have each have different uh, new interactions with, um with all of the previous characters that's there. Like in uh, Spawn, he, uh, <laughs> he, uh he warns Melina that uh, not to eat him because she wouldn't like the taste <laughs> or something like that. And then I also got, uh, I, I bought, um, the content from the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, and the three actors that they chose as downloadable content were also, um, the three actors actually reprised the role. Yep. So you had uh, Christopher Lambert, the, the same guy that was in The Highlander, that guy. Yeah. So he played Raiden. So I played him because for one, Raiden is my favorite character. And, and two, he's the most um, prominent actor in that movie. Like you really don't see the other actors anymore, but you know, you, you continuously see Christopher Lambert. And it's kind of funny because they didn't, uh, for whatever reason, Robin Shu wasn't a part of that. And you would think, because he played, um, Luke Kang, right. He played Luke Kang. So you would think they would get him, but they didn't get him. but they, but they did get, uh, they got Sonya and they got, um, Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage, Right. So uh, I played them yet. But it's nice. The moveset set is exactly the same, but it's just neat to see them with the with the new voice actors. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I've been doing. The, uh, um, obviously working, uh, obviously editing the podcast. Uh, there's a new sniper game that I'm playing on the phone, but and it <laughs> this game is funny because. They so desperately trying to get you to buy stuff, <laughs> <laughs> or basically just be like, hey, you got ads. You want to give it? Just go ahead, pay that. Not know. even that. They want you to buy stuff and still keep the ads. It's Like they want all of the money. I haven't bought anything yet off of this game because it's free to play. It's like, man, you just be, be better be satisfied with all these ads I gotta watch. <laughs> <laughs> you better let them give you that money. I'm not. I'm not buying anything. They, I, I'm not. Uh, buying any gear or no coins or nothing if I can't I, when I get to the point where I can't progress in the game playing it the way I am then I, I, that means i'm I'm done with the game <laughs> but so far it's fun because in, in playing most games sniping is one of my favorite things to do <laughs> so uh um, what did you think about uh, romancing the stone? I don't like romance, but it was fine oh, okay so so it wasn't that bad. Uh, as I, we talked offline during the break, uh, how he, in the beginning of this podcast, he narrated like the first act, like beat for beat. He narrated the entire first act. So it definitely had an impact on you, didn't it?
1: No, not really. I'm just going on how
0: ridiculous it was. Okay. So did you have any favorite parts?
1: Uh, I guess I'll choose the part when they're walking in the rain and she gets upset because, you know... She needs uh, help from him so she can go ahead and get a, get to a phone so she can call the number that she's supposed to call. And, you know, he's like, mm, you want my help? $500. And she's like, 500 Are you crazy? Even though she's a famous, you know, romance novelist, she's like, yeah, $500 is out, out of my district. Uh, how about, uh, you know, I think she said like 430 something like that. He's like, fine. Then she walks away from him. And she looks back at him, he looks at the suitcase. he picks it up, walks over to her, dropped it, and it continued to walk on as if he was gonna pick it up for her, as if he's some monkey boy to do all that after she said, Yeah, here's 430, American Visa, there you go. No, he wasn't gonna do that, nor would I.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. But it wasn't uh it wasn't American Visa, it was American Express Travelers Checks. You are not familiar. With travelers check. No, I'm
1: not. <laughs> no. Let's see. Um, another one would be uh, the two cousins arguing. Uh, where he's like, where he's in a police station, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, he's in. The, he's like, hey, mommy, yeah, how are you doing? Don't I told you? Don't have to yell. You know, I call you, and then he's basically trying to sound so unsuspicious that they don't catch on who he is and what he's up to. And after this, apparently no one in the room he goes off saying are you crazy we got zolo on here now he's a madman what's wrong with you i told you we shouldn't do this i told you this was a bad idea but you didn't want to listen to me and we're cousins i I should i ought to hurt you but we're cousins but i won't right and then he noticed that there's a mugshot of war not a real mugshot just a drawn image of him and so he's trying to get it but then he sees a cop comes along he's like all right i gotta stop i'm just gonna sit here on the desk continue to uh, continue to talk when the cop walks away, he goes for the picture to grab it so no one would realize who he is.
0: Right, right. Yeah, they don't need to see his face. He's a wanted criminal in Colombia, and that that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, my favorite part is uh, when they're cornered by... Um, they go into this town, they're cornered by some of the townspeople. Oh, it's not really a town. It's, it's more like a, a small little village. It's, it's a village, but it's a drug. It's, it's controlled by the drug cartel. So, um, they get cornered there and they, you know, guns pointing at them and they try to get into this guy's, uh, they try to ask this guy a favor that, the the main guy in town, but, uh, they don't, um, the guy doesn't want to help them. And then, uh, and Then the uh, Jack is like, "So, uh, what are you? How are you going to write this out of this now, Joan Wilder?" And he was like, "And the guy came back to the door. He's you are like, 'You're you're Joan Wilder. You're the novelist. The novelist. Come on in. Come on in.' This and he talk. He he tells his guy. He tells his friends and Spanish, like this, this is the woman who writes the stories that I read to you on Saturdays.' <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: all happy too. No, yeah, they they make love it worse. that woman. <laughs> make, when they enter the place. They're all following them behind. And they're like." So, uh, can you tell us where we can get a car? Yeah. Up there at the house, you can get a car. There's only one. They're like, all right. Continue. And then quickly walks away. And the moment they get to the house, he's, and they, you know, after he's like, no, I don't have a car. we you talking about? Does it look like I have a car? Points the guns at them. They're like, all right. Okay. Turns around, to the, again, they're So, they're like, yeah. First of all, this, is, this makes no sense. You tell us to leave and you have all these people in front of us. Well, what, how is that even fair?
0: Right. Uh, well, they, they, they seem suspicious after the break. Remember, they're a drug cartel. Of course uh, so when Yeah, you show drug up, cartel. You, you show up at a, a drug cartel person's house, uh, they, they're liable to shoot you. <laughs> so that's, that, that's what that deal was. But uh, yeah, he totally fanboys out over. Her. Now, she might be a famous novelist, but I think that she probably doesn't make that much money. So... <laughs> Have you not seen her house? How many lookers she has? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's world famous. You know? Well, she she lives in New York City. She lives in the, um. She yeah, lived in an apartment. I'm so pretty sure she's getting was, enough money. It was an apartment, money. not a house. I, I don't is. care. She's getting enough money to be saving some of that. I think that she's getting she she's earning a, a living a decent wage. That's what it is. It's like she's earning like something that uh that a restaurant manager <laughs> would probably no no nah, that's too low. Not a restaurant manager. Like uh, a district manager of a restaurant, the guy that manages like six restaurants, she's like, she's like at that level. Like she, she might be making like a high two figures. <laughs> Way to get the guy of Shamboying. Apparently, he won the books.
1: He bought multiple amounts of because he gives the like here, takes, this. I got multiple. I like, right, right, right. That's
0: what you need. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and and then um, and then uh, they when they ask him about a car. He's like, car? They they told you I had a car? Oh, they, they, such comedians! They must be talking about my little mule. <laughs> my like, little mule. I'm like, how
1: small are they? they bust out the house with a uh, uh, Toyota? I'm like, uh, no, that's, that's a Ford. A Ford truck. I'm like, that's not a mule. What are right. you talking about? I'm, I'm thinking like it's a small little car, itty bitty tiny car. You know? No, it's a it's a truck. And I'm like, it's it,
0: a four wheel pickup truck. I'm, I'm like, are you riding. kidding me? I don't know to make a model, but what was really interesting about that one? It did say "little mule" on the side. On the side, I'm like that. <laughs> that doesn't
1: justify uh, what they um, what they thought you meant. Right, right. It's still a car.
0: Right, right. So yeah, so th- those are some enjoyable moments. Uh but it was very slowly paced, and I'm already tired, so I was actually having a hard time uh, watching it myself. I was like, oh man, this it's not what I remember. It was still a good movie, but. Uh, I really would have preferred a faster pace uh, movie, and, but you kind of threw me for a curveball because I wanted to watch Aliens. But you've seen all the Aliens movies, seen all of them, and I didn't realize it because <laughs> I was getting all set up to do Aliens. Like, oh, I seen that one. I was like, oh my goodness, I was scrambling, scrambling, trying to figure out what I wanted to watch. Um, and and so that's what we ended up watching. <laughs> but I thought it was gonna be, uh, I thought it was gonna be a much more action-packed movie i thought it was going to, it was it was very light on action i thought it was going to be a lot more action than it but it did lead it did lean heavily on the romance side and uh i don't i don't watch a, a lot of romance movies it's like it wasn't full romance but it did lean heavily in that direction <laughs> so there was there was some action in it but it, it, it wasn't as much action as i would prefer but like if you were um somebody who was uh dating and you wanted you wanted to go on a date this would make a great date movie I had a little something for the guys a little something for the females it would it would have been great uh in a situation like that but uh you know just watching it just be watching it or watching it with your son uh it, it wasn't the best decision i ever made i would i'll admit it's probably the first yeah.
1: time you stirred me on. I wouldn't say I
0: steered you all the way wrong. I I, I kind of went off course a little bit. Went Uh off course with this.
1: Uh, sure. You keep telling yourself that. You know, also, there are sometimes in the scenes of the movies, I would have been, would have been that guy in the back just saying, just kiss her already, because they kept getting to the point of that almost multiple times. I'm like, can you just get it on with it? It's already obvious you fell in love with her (laughs) from when you went to that plane crash site. It was already obvious from from that point. Might as well just go off
0: already. Yeah, so yeah, that that's 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 true. That that is true. But uh, that that's how uh, ro- that's how romance type stories work, especially in romantic comedies, which I'll say I I watch I more readily watch a romantic comedy before I watch uh, I watch uh, romantic action movies or or romance in general. But um, other movies I was considering uh because uh, I wanted to. F- Oh, excuse me. I wanted to find um, an early movie, like something, uh, a movie before you were born, one of those movies, that, that had a strong action female leads. And the thing is that there just wasn't that many in the 70s and 80s. Um, Aliens was the one. <laughs> it was it was the one. And uh, I mean, later on, obviously, you, you got uh, strong female action leads, but that, that didn't really come until later on. And then a lot of ones that came out, um, especially... Uh, you know, kung fu movies. I I didn't see a lot of them. Like Michelle Yeoh apparently was in this very uh, famous or very notable action movie, um, but I I didn't see that one. And then there was a actress that I like. Her name is uh, Cynthia Rothrock. She's a kung fu star, and she's been in a lot of kung fu movies. But I don't remember. Which one of those that she was in that was actually good? So it could have been that they were all bad, and then and I think a lot of her movies are really hard to find anyway. So I almost I almost settled on set it off, and uh, that would have fit the bill. It it would have been just under a while. I think it came out like nineteen ninety five or something like that. So we would have just made it, and we're going to end up creeping into movies uh, that came out after you were born anyway. But that I think that would have worked, but um i was like i don't know if i want to do this or not I kind of because it's more like a it was a gangster movie and uh i was worried about um i don't know I, I, don't, I don't i don't i wasn't exactly sure i wanted to watch that right away i was more interested in watching romancing the stone but, uh, but it turned out way differently than i imagined <laughs> or t- that i remember <laughs> but um but we will get to set it off but um uh, and I don't even think I have that movie. I have so few of the movies that came out in the eighties. It's weird. So, um, so that was that was our discussion from *Romancing the Stone*. You got any final thoughts on that movie? I don't
1: like romance. It would have been better if it wasn't romance. They should have just went ahead and be like, yeah, it's an *Indiana Jones* ripped off. <laughs> but apparently, by saying that, you trick people going into it and they're like, oh yeah, it's like *Indiana Jones*. Let's go watch it. What did I watch?
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's it's way different from Indiana Jones Um, so anyways uh, that is our discussion of romancing the stone Uh, if you're into that sort of thing I would encourage you to watch it even if you're not you know expand your horizons it wasn't that bad it was actually quite enjoyable at least it was when I first watched it in 1980 something I think it was 1981
1: (laughs) uh huh Uh oh yeah good job with that
0: it was great back then Uh, back then so, once again, um, if you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast apps that you're listening to us on. And we will talk to you next week. We'll have another discussion, another movie, uh, another uh, Pavilar next week. we we'll talk about a different show. Figure out what that is later on. But until then, fam, y'all have a nice week.